If you like to get it done and not spend more than is necessary to learn anything, this is the podcast for you. It's named after my book, Eight Minutes to Ageless. Just 15 minutes every week, you will learn something cool to make your body better, your life better, your mind better. I share tips from my books, from other great healthcare books, some interviews with people who are making life look easy, and peeks into some case studies I see every day as a chiropractor. I've been a practicing healthcare provider for 40 years and have about another 20 under my belt because I love to see people get well, feel better, have hope, and make life better for those around them. My name is Kelly Pearson, and I'm the host of this podcast. So let's get going. Welcome back. This is Kelly Pearson again. We are still plowing down that road of things that create drama for us because as you recall, if you are a person who is wrung out with drama all the time, you are going to age poorly. You're going to have more inflammation in your body. You're going to be more under mental stress. Your autonomic nervous system is going to be constricted. You're not having enough blood flow. And on and on you go with regard to scar tissue and fibrosis and stiffness. So while the first year we really talked about physical things and nutritional things to mitigate some of our aging just this last couple months, we've been focusing on that dramatic piece in our life, the stuff that creates drama for us, the stuff that gets us all whipped up. And we've talked about addiction, self-doubt, fear, gossiping, and lying. And today, um, we're going to talk about something that honestly hasn't been on my list of 21 causes of drama. It just kind of came up for me this past few weeks. And not sure how it never got on my radar. I think it's just that I haven't been in this situation for a long time and hadn't been for forefront of my mind, but it's pretending you like someone when you don't, when you don't like working with them anyway, or you don't understand why they act the way they do. And ultimately, if you don't figure this out and you have to continue to work with that person, you will have some blow-ups or you'll have some things come out of your mouth while talking to your husband or talking to your best friend about this person that's not particularly nice. And when you are in denial that this human and yourself are struggling to find a good, easy way to relate to each other, when, when you keep putting up with that constant conflict without naming that tune like, whoa, we have got some issues and we've got to schedule a time to fix what's going on with us, then you are putting up with a tremendous amount of drama. Not only are you creating drama for yourself, but likely drama for the other person, and then drama for your most immediate team, that if you're anything like me, I'm pretty easy to figure out if I'm not quite right in the emotional arena. I can certainly pretend um, with, and be professional with patients when I'm upset about something else. But generally, with my immediate management team, they know if something's not right. So, you know, you can't ignore that discomfort you feel with another person on a consistent basis. It's a source of number one drama, or one of the number one dramas and not top in the top 24, at least now. Um, and it's got to be called out. And it's got to be discussed in a respectful way, in a planned out way so that you have total honesty and you've got time to prepare. You, you let them know you're gonna have this meeting, you make sure it's a time when it's not a conflict to anybody involved. And the desire 
in the backdrop to make a better a better working relationship. Hey, listen, life is way too short to hang out with people you don't trust. Life is way too short to hang out with people that you you feel like always bad around or um and what you're dying to hear from them is oh my gosh i'm so sorry um please forgive me i screwed up i didn't mean i didn't mean to be this difficult gosh i i thank you for the courage in bringing these things up i've learned a lot thank you for having this conversation with me, I want to do better, or any number of things. We're in the back of our mind, we're just jonesing to have somebody say, I'm sorry. Um, but that can never happen, ever happen, unless you have the courage to say, you know, you and I just need to sit down for for um, some time and, and work out some of the issues that we might have with each other. And in the meantime, I want you to write down all the things that bug the crap out of you about me. And I'm going to bring that to the table um about you and we're going to figure out how to make this better because i do believe 99.5 percent of the time you can sort that stuff out you just have to have the courage to have the conversation so what does not work in these conversations is any form of denial and let's face it if you're not the one recognizing this frustration you're in denial and what also doesn't work is a litany of excuses when you approach someone that you want to work with but there's, you're struggling to work with them and all they do is give you excuses after excuses and a lack of ownership of their own character or their own ability to do the right thing. So, you know, for me, um, self-imposed drama is when I feel disrespected, not heard, ignored by someone that I need to work with, a family member or a friend, and that can, you know, these people will continually send me on a drama cyclone if I don't recognize what the heck's going on and I don't do anything about it. Now, you can have offensive things happen two or three times with a human all the time and you move on. But if it, when it's happening four or five times, like you've got to take note and fix that problem and move forward. So, you know, I like to say denial is not just a river. It's a real thing that adds to our drama. So, like I said, this is kind of a new drama maker for me. I hadn't thought about it for a long time. I've just had to deal with a human um, in my close circle that has been a source of uh, upset and irritation. And, and I don't, um, I, I, I generally haven't had this happen for a while, but you know, it's part of life and you're going to run into this. And so either you, you own it and move forward. And if you have the capacity to fix it, let's fix it. Um, because it's it's a common thing for all of us to find folks that periodically rub us the wrong way. And quite often, if you have the courage to have this conversation, they can become fast friends and, and great supporters of, of uh, what you're up to. So, um, you know, I typically have a very high comfort level with conflict mostly because I'm not afraid of someone crying, but I, you know, uh, and I cry a lot, so I'm, I'm cool with it, but I honestly want to know the why of someone's behavior. I want to know, um, I want to know something about them and how we can work through this so we can get to the other side. But, you know, every once in a while, you're going to find somebody you have to work with or hang out with or be with who keeps pushing your buttons, but they have spurts of good behavior 
and then the button gets pushed and then they have spurts of good behavior and then the button gets pushed and these little buttons just create one big huge button and find finally one day you feel you find yourself wanting to stomp your feet or pound on the desk or scream or yell and you're like what's going on here well wake up it's a it's a sign that you have been ignoring a challenging relationship and it's time to have that conversation so what 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 exactly happens with people like this is well there can be a passive aggressive statement that seems like a compliment but also an underhand smash in the back um maybe these people don't listen and don't do what you ask of them and don't ever get back to you about the fact they haven't done what you asked of them and there's absolutely no follow up that's that smacks of huge disrespect and um you know they blow off things that you have asked them to participate in or you've asked them to pay attention to. Um, another example is they might do something behind your back. You, you find out about it because you know a lot about the organization you're working in or the church you're in or the board you're on, but there's never any mention of it by them. And so there's this knowing that you have about this other human who's done something wrong and you haven't been able to have a conversation because they haven't brought it up. Um, maybe you have to repeat yourself multitude of times. Now, listen, I'm not a I'm not a parent, so I I didn't get acculturated to that by having teenagers. I'm dealing with adults most of the time in my life now. Um, but when you have to repeat yourself multiple times and that person's not listening, there's usually a reason they're not listening. Not maybe um, other than they just don't care what you have to say or don't value it. So. Um, you know, when, when I get a sense that my opinions are being minimized, even though when I have more knowledge than they do, even they probably don't know that, but I know that um, predicated on, on uh, the situation, or if I feel they're being sneaky and hope I don't find out about things, but ultimately I do again, particularly when you're in the leadership circle. So um, these are the kinds of behaviors that these people might poke at you on a routine basis, and if it happens more than four or five times, you got to step up, step up to the plate because the drama circle will just get bigger and bigger. Like for instance, if you find yourself coming home and talking about this person with your spouse, and maybe in uh, conjunction with a less than positive comment or less than positive descriptors, or you go to hang out with your best friend for coffee, you haven't seen her for two or three weeks, and the first thing that comes to mind is you want to offload this frustration about this person. Trust me, <laughs> those are good reasons to wake up and say, okay, it's time for me to, to move forward and, and have, and have this tough, tough conversation. Um, so when, when I'm upset, uh, like I mentioned, everybody will know about it. And often before I have the, awareness that I need to have a meeting. I've already whipped up a little uh, drama circle within my local leadership team because they know I'm upset. They know the why. I'm creating some speculation before I even had a conversation with this person. And I'm planting seeds of negativity, which is just the worst thing a leader can do. Absolutely. Because now you've doubled down on your drama. You've doubled down on the drama for you and you've doubled, doubled down on the drama for your team. You know, and um, often, often when I finally come to this conclusion, like, oh my gosh, I've got to have this conversation, 
I want to have it that day. I want to have it that moment. I want to um, just get it over with. But that is a cause of tremendous failure. If you don't, A, plan the time where you can sit down with an ample amount of time. It's pre-planned. They know the subject of the meeting. You've asked them to say, hey, you know, I've been bothered and bugged by you and I want to fix that. So I want you to write down all the things that drive you crazy about me. And I'm gonna bring that list um, at our meeting with you. And we're gonna see if we can sort this out and get to get to a better place. Um, when I have in the past tried to, to have those meetings right away, once I'm made aware of my frustration, I thought, well, that's good, you know, find it and fix it and, you know, like be a good three minute manager. But that really isn't good. You can't you can't nail somebody and they they have the right to know why you're upset and what the meeting's about and what um, what you want to discuss at that meeting and, and let them honestly uh, come forward and talk about the things that drive, you know, that, that you drive them nuts about. That's only fair. So, you know, being caught in this drama circle, I, I say shame on me for not seeing sooner that I have a bigger issue with an individual that I need to sit down with that scheduled meeting. And um, shame on me for not recognizing this sooner than later. And, you know, when, when you look at the bottom line, it's sad to say, but the old human phenomena is we hate to be wrong, but even worse, we hate being wronged. W-R-O-N-G-E-D. We hate being what I call schnuckered. And um, to summarize this podcast, it's like that drama of being schnuckered and not doing anything about it, just sucking it up, you know, not telling the truth, um, not having people tell you the truth, having people around you being kind of sneaky, hoping they won't get caught or worse yet, forcing a, a backroom agenda without considering the greater good for the, for the group. Um, having this sense that you've been taken advantage of or not feeling appreciated or not feeling understood, not feeling valued. These are all things that double down on drama and make it a capital D for sure. And worse, when you think the person is not being honest, that they not being straightforward. And, and at some point, you just not sure you can even trust them. A feeling that there's been, been something withheld and that feels terrible as a human being. So once you feel those things, make them bring it to the forefront, analyze the who, the why, the what, write down a list of the things that have bugged the heck out of you, and then schedule the meeting. You know, the solution is, um, the solution takes a, a calm mind. It takes a sense of an awareness, like the lack of denial. Um, and then being comfortable with letting the world be screwed up with this person for a little bit, maybe a day or two until you get the meeting scheduled, give you an opportunity to reframe or rethink. And um, quite honestly, I use it as an opportunity to put it into my backpack and let God kind of sort through it for a few days to give me a new perspective. Um, because half the time, by the time I'm ready to have that meeting, guess what? About half the angst has been self-created. And when we have that meeting, I can start it out with, hmm, so tell me, tell me why you said this, or tell me why you, you did this. And uh, instead of being accusatory, and you'll come to a much better solution. And uh, like I say, when you have conflict with another human being, 
and you have the courage to work it out, they can be a tremendous ally. But the most important thing about that is that you, my friend, will be subtracting the amount of drama in your life by a factor of 10. Because this one, this one's big, as all forms of drama are. And as we continue to talk about these things over the next weeks, recognize that everybody defines drama differently in their life. But one thing I can tell you is when you're not in drama, what's happening is you are literally in the moment, in the life you're living in this moment, not in the past, not in the future. You're actually right here in the moment. And that's about the only drama-free point I know of thus far. So I hope this was helpful. And honestly, I hope it inspires maybe um, some of you having the courage to stamp out the drama that another human being is just causing you all the time. Now they're not causing it, but you are responding to it in a way that it is, it's happening in your life. You have the control over everybody around you. I mean, you don't have to stick around. If it's a horrible situation and can't be fixed, well then move on. Far better to move on and seek peace and happiness than trying to be miserable with a person who doesn't have the likelihood of shifting. And that may happen, that's all right. Life, you know, life life is hard sometimes. But in any event, um, good luck. And I'd love to hear stories from you guys someday about what happened. <laughs> Talk to you later. Hey, thanks for spending 15 minutes with me. My website, pearsonmurray.com, includes an awesome, if I don't say so myself, online classes I teach on chronic neck and chronic back pain really designed to give you tools to kick your own pain. If you want to play on the civility workshop with us, you'll find the Zoom links on that resource page as well. Pick up my book, Eight Minutes to Ageless, for someone who's driving you nuts, moping around, feeling sorry for themselves. If you want to watch online videos of the active content of my book, go to 8minutestoageless.com. Of course, a great review of this podcast is always appreciated and even better to share it with a friend. Hope you have a terrific day.